0: Thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by The Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. It's good.
1: I feel like I just spoke with you a couple days ago.
0: Yeah, Tuesday was but a brief memory ago, and we are back on our normal uh, time slot, Saturday's recording, a little bit behind the scenes. We, you know, even though we just recorded, uh, we have lots to talk about. We got a good chunk to talk about. And that, as always, starts with our banner updates. I'm going to run through what banners were available. Then we're going to get an update from Eddie on how his collection is going. Current banners include the Bridal Bloom until June 21st, Bridal Blessings, the other bridal banner. So many bees six uh that is until the 21st as well scattered fangs the 21st as well a new power banner involving the tikis lind and merrick that goes till the 23rd and finally feud of the fangs banner for tempest trials goes until the 26th now eddie i want to know how have you been doing in your collecting of heroes
1: As I mentioned Tuesday, I did get Lind. Um, I kept uh, farming up orbs to try and get an extra character for the uh, Feud of the Fangs Tempest Trial, and I did manage to get a Carla from the Scattered Fangs banner. Now I'm just saving up up the orbs I have till the seasonal banners.
0: Yes, uh, we're probably looking at those banners. When do
1: they start? Probably the 22nd, I'm assuming? Uh, 21st, when the other ones end. You know, they end Technically, at three a.m. on the twenty-first, so you could argue that they're end of the twentieth. But, right, uh, you know, because of when the time changes or the day changes, the reason no
0: one's awake at three a.m.
1: Nothing ever good. I often it's... am. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> my work has me out till at least two a.m. or sometimes till six a.m. Oh wow, wow, well, so. that's a good point. Um, so you got Carla.
0: Congrats, you you got the character that I lucked upon last week.
1: Yes, I think her IVs are like exact opposite of what you want, but oh well. I'm not planning to make her a top tier arena character. She is more to fill out the hero ca- banner or hero catalog. Yeah,
0: I haven't done a lot. Of, I haven't checked her IVs as well as the other characters that I got. I uh, I don't know what free banner it was on. It could have been Feud of the Fangs, but I got a free Shiro, uh, five star Shiro that uh, I, I didn't have before. So that's good. I'm leveling him up alongside a couple other folks in Tempest Trials. Right before the show, I had saved up some orbs. I've had a busy week, so I haven't been playing a lot, so I had like 40 orbs. I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably pull from the Bridal Bloom banner before I I get on the show and see how I do. First red orb I hit was a Bridal Tharja... And as a bonus, when I completed the ring, I got a uh, five-star male Morgan, which I already had a couple of him since he was demoted.
1: So, yeah, pretty yeah. pretty good but week. Now you don't have to spend the feathers to get him to five-star. True. Unless you want to make sure he has the best IVs. But... Mm,
0: I mean, I haven't really looked at it. I, I could. I, st- I I just started leveling them up. I got them through the first couple rounds of Training Tower, and then I'll get them into the Tempest Trials as we work towards the end of that and try to get as many rewards as possible from there. But yeah, kind of a kind of so, a a week where I just didn't really anticipate getting anybody and lucked out, yep. right?
1: Yep, that can happen. Uh, quick question, did you get anyone from the Bridal Bloom banner before or did you not really spend many orbs in it yet?
0: Uh, no, I just was going for Thurgia and I hadn't gotten anybody. I think maybe I got one pity break and that would have been Ares. I think we talked about that on Tuesday. Okay, um, yeah. But yeah, the th- this was the second, well, the second uh, pity break which was what's well, the one I was looking for. I honestly well, had kind of forgotten. It's not really
1: a pity break cuz you got a focus character. Right, but it, I get yeah, is is pity break just a negative thing? Is it not can, Um if it's a character you don't have yet, it's not as negative, but a pity break is essentially uh, you've got a non-focus character that ruined your uh you know, appearance chances, your chances of getting a focused character, you know, it's, we're not going to give you what you're looking for, but we're going to give you this, you know, extra care, this random character that has been around for months or, you know, at least multiple weeks that there's a chance you already have, you know?
0: Yeah. I guess for me, I was just curious if, you know, when you think about pity breaks, um, is there a positive pity? Because my, my, my rate was reset when I got that focus. So I guess it's not a, it is not a pity break, but it's not like a, a super negative thing, right? It's, it's, it's an A-OK. Uh,
1: I mean, it depends on what you're looking for. You could argue that if, it's not, if you're looking for a specific character, like if you were going for your legendary Lin, any character you get other than Lin could be argued to be a pity break because you want Lin. That's all you're looking for. True. So if you, and you said the main bride you were looking for from the bridal bloom banner is uh, Tharja, so it's, she's not a pity break. No. More, if you had gotten Morgan first, that would have been a pity break, and you got lucky in that she was in the same uh, wheel as him. Yeah, that's but- true. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I, I guess, no, you are right. And um, yeah, as I was saying, just just a crazy week, I think. I think I honestly I can't remember now. I, I posted in the Discord, but I think that I after a year and a bit of playing this game, I think I didn't log in one day, <laughs> and it was it was
1: uh, it was a little bit traumatizing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, I, as, as I explained, you know, it's, it's not a that big a deal. You don't really need an extra uh, thousand crystals or shards when you already have a couple hundred thousand, probably. True. And, you know, there's plenty of time that you should still get every single orb uh you know, every single orb from the login bonuses. Just that, you know, know that when we look at you and shake our head, it's in, you know, disgust at what you did. (laughs) It was just weird. So much shame for that. No, I'm joking. It's not a big deal at all. I I was
0: like I was like, whoa, I didn't I I I don't think I logged in. And then I'm now I was uh, a little bit um uh, just cautious now like last night I was like oh wait I turned my phone off I should go make sure I logged in because I didn't remember I'd had such a busy day so it was a crazy week and since there was such a short time between this episode and last I, I didn't really do a whole lot what I did what what we've talked about is what I did this morning um,
1: And and I'll note that there are plenty of times where all I do is log in there are one or two times where I don't even get around to um, either collecting the stuff from the notifications banner or notifications tab, or um, clicking the little characters for the five feathers or fifteen feathers on the home screen. You know, there are some days where it's so crazy, all I get around to doing is logging in.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I just I did some tempest trials this morning and kind of got my first uh, monocle man. I don't know what his name is. Finis is it? Finis? Canis. Canis? Oh. Kennis, C A N A S. okay. Well, I can call him Monocle Man. Uh and that then works, so. <laughs> uh, did he some stuff. battle. Oh okay, perfect. Is it is it it was Chemist Monocle Man from Fire Emblem, I don't remember. Uh Blazing Blade, the Blazing one with Lin. the one with Lynn. The, the Blazing Blade I only know as uh the Fire Emblem uh, with Lynn. Yeah, it,
1: Fire Emblem so Man. yep. So, uh, but you're, but you're yeah. skipping over the biggest and most amazing change ever in the game. Oh what's that? We're no longer di- diving in disgusting green water at the end of tap battle. So it's We're now spoiler in a nice summer ocean.
0: Oh. wow! Huh. So are they changing it? Like why was it green before?
1: I have no clue. I guess it's a spring a little spring at the bottom of a cave and because it's coming up to summertime they decided to go ahead and update the end splash screen or end screen are so we now put... when they jump in the water it's a blue nice blue ocean with a cave showing the ocean going out
0: hmm are we putting too much credit on the developers for changing it like it seems
1: oh it's meant to be a little bit of a joke it's just yeah a little change because it's summertime they decide to change it up a little yeah, With the new Tap Battle.
0: I haven't got that far in Tap Battle, honestly. I've I've been just uh, I just started to scratch the surface of it. I know it'll be there for a month, uh, and the daily quests don't really ward orbs, so it's not the end of the world if I miss one. But yeah, Tap Battle continues to be this thing that that uh, I I don't really keep on top of. Um, but I'm glad that you brought this discovery to the show that we no longer are jumping into lime green jello. It's good to know.
1: Yep. So. Uh, we got a whole bunch of continuing events right now. Uh, Rival Domains Week 15 just started today. Goes on till next Saturday, the 23rd. Grand Hero Battle for Linus is still running until the 18th. The Tap Battle Illusory Dungeons Legendary Heroes, with its nice new end screen, is going till July 11th. The Four Heroes maps are going till the 22nd. The Yay Accessories quests are going until the 20th the Ju- of July. 20th of July for those. The June Orb promo are going till the 20th of June. The Heroes and Legends quests end tomorrow. The Weekly Arena quests started uh, the, yesterday or the day before and run until the 28th. Uh, in theory, they will reset on next week. Next Thursday. And the Feud of the Fangs Tempest Trial. Excuse me, sorry, runs until the twenty sixth.
0: Do you know offhand what the, the June orb promo bonus is? Um it's sixty refining stones. Oh, okay. I don't know what that bonus needs to be for me to buy Sight Unseen each month, even when I don't need the orbs, but I guess it would be feathers really, which sounds kinda silly. Um I've got a bunch of mer- merge back catalog. What what would your bonus be to or do you just buy it?
1: each month i tend to buy it each month because bonus things is nice and um and i'm not as hesitant i'm not sure hesitant is the right word but i'm uh more into spending money on this game uh like Mm -hmm. actually this week um what i did is when i uh got my paycheck i purchased the orbs i intend to spend up to the uh seasonal banner uh hoping i will keep to that and not you know break down and buy more orbs if I don't get all the heroes. Um, And then that's how I got Carla. I spent some of those orbs and I'm using Tempest Trials and other stuff to replenish what I used um, or just get extra orbs for it. Uh, So I'm more willing to spend orbs per se. So I tend to buy them right out. Uh, Last month's Sacred Coins... I really so seldom go in there and mess with the seals unless there's a specific seal I want to upgrade. So mm-hmm. that was like a, you know, meh one. Uh, the refining stones, they feel a little more challenging to get hold of. So it feels like a better deal this month. Um, you know, so. And since I do spend money, I, feathers are less of a concern for me because I often have a whole bunch of three and four star heroes that you know you when my ba- you know, when my barracks get home full i can send them home and get a get a limited chunk but an extra chunk of feathers
0: hmm. so oh. uh that's a good thing to note i was just curious um i had forgotten that the june orb promo had started uh speaking of when upcoming events will start we've got these events starting before our next episode june 23rd Grand Hero Battle Revival Oliver starts on June 19th. Special Heroes Banner starts on June 21st. We're going to talk a bit about that later on. Heroes with Death Blow Banner, June 23rd as well. Right on the cusp of that cutoff. So look forward to those events. Eddie, why don't you give us a rundown of uh, what's coming up on Summoner's Focus next week?
1: Well, uh, next week we're going to be doing sacred stones. Uh, we had a uh, got a uh, well, we got a vote in Discord for uh, character. Uh, we then decided to go and add the main characters from the game, Erica and Ephraim, uh, using both of their original versions, the Restoration Lord and Restoration Lady, or Sword Erica and non-legendary Ephraim, um, and uh, just uh, randomly. Well, maybe not randomly. look through and uh, decided to add loot as well. So it'll be Leon, Loot, Erica, and Ephraim. Uh, the straw poll is up. Uh, we'll throw it into the Discord later. And um, also look for it on uh, the show notes as well. Indeed.
0: Looking forward to that one. I will put my hand up and say I threw loot in there because... A, she's got an adorable name, and B, uh, I have a level 40 of her that's just sitting there waiting to be focused on. So I threw her in as my vote. And the moment you've all been waiting for, Game Club Returns this week, part two of Shadows of Valencia Fire Emblem Echoes. And we're going to start off with a little story summary. I've split it into two because we had a breaking point from last week that kind of started with the end of Act 1 and led into uh, the entirety of Act 2. So I'll start, and then I'll pass it along to Eddie as we go forward. We continue with Om to the Deliverance hideout, where he is made the leader of the Deliverance, which Clive intended to do with Myson, also known as Grandpapa. Or, uh, yeah, I think that's what... Yeah, Grandpapa. Yeah. Uh, then he continues to liberate... Uh, to, uh, or Sorry, then he continues... And liberates Zofia Castle with all enemy commanders escaping via story reasons, uh, and, and thus ending Act One with you stepping onto a balcony and saying, Hi, everybody. And then everyone's like, Yay, he's going to take <laughs> on the Regalian army. And then Elm's like, What?
1: <laughs> also, with a couple cutscenes showing Rudolph and a bunch of the villains and their True. plans and responses to this happening.
0: Mm hmm. Some very, you know, ominous, uh, you know, in Fire Emblem, there's always like the bad guy army, but that bad guy army is usually always controlled by some sort of dark, magical being. And we get that at the end of Act One. So as is tradition.
1: Well, we get two sort of main villains, Uh, one that is the purported main villain, Rudolph, and one who looks like he's going to be the guy that either kills Rudolph or is doing machinations behind him of Jeddah. J e d a h, Jeddah so, Yep. Um, so in Act Two, uh, we start. We meet meet Selica all grown up. Uh, she's living on an island out in the Sophiaan Sea, or I don't know exactly what they call it. Um, and she leaves that to uh, dis- to go to the Temple of Mila to discover why crops are failing and so much trouble is going on in Sophia. Um, Honor, when she gets to the harbor of the island she lives on, um, because due to pirates, uh, the game requires you to pick up Saber, an extra mercenary, uh, which you then cross the sea to the mainland Zofia. Um, After a couple pirate battles, you uh, take a short detour. I say it's a detour, but it's a required path to fight the Pirate King Barth. Mm -hmm. Um, after defeating him, you then arrive at Sophia Harbor. And here, because at the start, you had heard that Say had killed uh, Selica's father, who you find out was the king. Selica's father was the king pretty quickly in this. Um, but she feels no love towards him. Uh, don't really explain why, but um, you know she does not feel like he is her father at all. Uh, and you find that Say has been defeated by Mason's grandson. Uh, which she realizes has almost got have to be Alm, uh, and she makes a quick detour heading there. Uh, you end the chapter by having her enter the castle, go up to the balcony, meet up with Alm for a quick cutscene in a uh, bittersweet reunion where, if either side would actually stop and you know let calm their emotions down and listen to what the other is saying, would not have ended parted on as rough terms as they did. No, they they were yeah. separated for seven years, I think they say, and then
0: they have this one conversation. It ends with both of them, st- well, it ends with Celica yeah, and, storming off.
1: Yeah, and it's I kind of put a bit more of the blame on Celica here because, um, and I'm not really blame per se. It's just that uh, we start meeting Celica with a weird flash forward or nightmare of Alm um, getting killed by Rudolph, and mm. with her seeing him heading out to war she's i'm guessing she's frightened that this will come to pass and she just gets angry at him because it you know he seems determined to go fight despite the fact that without telling him why she doesn't want him to because she's afraid he'll end up getting killed by rudolph
0: yeah i mean we've all been there we I mean, sorry. I, I'm. This isn't a joke. I mean, we've all been there, where you 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 believe yourself to be right. It's hard to put it into words, so you jump to anger, right? We've all, and then later on, you're like, oh yeah. shoot, I wish that I hadn't have blown up and and uh, and caused such a ruckus, you know, when I could have just explained myself, you know, uh, appropriately. So, yeah. it's it's really interesting. So, our thoughts and feelings on the story so far is there's been a lot. Of forward momentum, as as we said, with you know the conclusion of part one with Om you know taking over the castle and taking over the deliverance, and then the conclusion of Act Two, where we get all of Selica's story, a lot of backstory, uh, we are introduced to her friends, and then she progresses to meet up with Alm, uh, although briefly uh, at the end of Act Two at the at the castle. So, what are your thoughts on the way the the game sort of crash these two characters together as a reunion you know did you feel it was forced or did you feel like it kind of felt like pretty natural as they came together
1: uh if anything feels a little weirdly sort of forced is the connection that om and Selica seem to have uh they seem to almost be madly in love with each other from that short couple weeks they were spent together as children long before they would really understand what love is You know, because, like, Faye is a new character added in the game who, if you look at her uh, supports, it's really kind of heartbreaking the fact that she's madly in love with Alm and, you know, especially since being Celica, he doesn't even think of her at all in that way. He seems to be a good guy in that he's trying to get her to find something other than him, but... She has no mind for anything else, and he just does not feel that way about her at all. Because. Tom seems
0: to have a lot of characters pining after him.
1: Yeah, he does seem to have that. (laughs) But, um. Which always felt a little weird to me, especially considering, you know, he seems to be almost already married to Celica, if that makes sense. And, And the other thing about their meeting is. Like, like I said before, it kind of feels like Celica's the one who flies off the handle. Alm um, only gets stubborn and resistant because she keeps arguing with him. You know, he, he wants to free Zofia, that's all. And then she accuses him of wanting to take the throne. And he's like, oh, no, there's a, supposed to be a... Uh, princess who might have survived and you know she shuts him down on that even though she is that princess and
0: she knows she's the princess right like that i i i had okay because i thought it's like what is she doing like she knows that she's i mean maybe she doesn't want to say it to om but why would she like completely just step on his feet there like that it just seems a bit much
1: It, it kind of feels like she wants to focus on serving Mila and not being the ruler of the country of zofia which, if it's found out that she's a princess, she doesn't want that. So, you know, the fact that he knows about it and but and doesn't want to be tied down, they kind of discuss it a bit early in Chapter 3. Um, you know, like, May's kind of like... Or May or Bowie, one of them, points out that, yeah, but if she became princess, they'd want her to take over leading the deliverance, and then she can't go off and find out what's going on with Milla. You know, so... Kind of a, she doesn't want to acknowledge and accept that she's a princess. One, for the risk that people chasing her would probably increase trying to kill her. And two, because she doesn't want to, at this point in time, want to, the responsibility of having to rule and save the country, I think, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, and the interesting part about Act 2 also is that, you're right, uh, Selica leaves to to sort of find Mila and figure out what the heck's going on. But a majority of the act is, is focused around just her, the journey that she has to, and, and the people she has to go through to get to where she's going, which is the, the coast or uh, to Zovia castle just happens to be on the way, but on her way, she's, she's rubbing up against a bunch of pirates and, and, and a, like five, I think it's five battles of, of pirate ships. Um, and that, how did, you, well, how did you? one feel could about argue that?
1: four battles of pi- four pi- battles of pirate ships and one battle of a weird uh, canter creature that summons monsters. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're slowly introducing you. Ship.
0: True, <laughs> um, they're slowly introducing you to uh, the enemies that you will end up fighting uh, in in Act three and four. But I'm I'm curious, like, how did you how did you feel about you know, Selica going on this journey to, to bring peace, but she just ends up killing a bunch of pirates on the way. Uh, I mean, well, she had to, she kind had to... of
1: bringing, yeah, it's kind of bringing peace in a, another way because the pirates are, you know, threatening people and killing them, and you know, by stopping the pirates, she made she brought a bit of peace to that area. Like um, when you get to Sophia Harbor. You find that lady who thanks you because now she can send her husband out to fish without worrying that he'll end up getting killed by pirates because she, you know, broke and defeated the pirates and their pirate king.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, her
1: her goal is not necessarily war, but you know, she sees an injustice and can't help but, you know, doing. She doesn't feel like she's doing anything amazing, but she's like, you know, well, these guys are causing a lot of trouble for me and the other people. Then, you know, if I stop the source of the problem, then that'll make a the trip easier and b, you know, maybe that's. I'm guessing it's also in the back of her mind is that it'll help the people as well. You know, she's she's showing that she would be a good ruler before she even realizes it you know kind of I feel no that's a that's a very valid point um
0: and and I I actually really liked the pirate stuff I thought it was really cool Uh, and especially when the pirate king dies he he has a really good line and I quote yar 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 and then he dies and I thought that was really (laughs) clever well yeah, man of many words that one. <laughs> well, it's just to me it was the it was the main reason you'd want to voice have voice acting for every line in the game is just for that one alone.
1: Yeah. Um so uh in this one, uh there's a point where you can pick up a memory prism. Uh did you find the memory prism? Yeah, it was in the
0: well, I picked up the one that was in the dungeon. Is that the one you're referring to?
1: Yeah, I think that's the one I'm referring to where you see uh, you get to see the night where Selica or where Bison saved Selica. What what did you think of that little I like story that.
0: Clip? I think that this game is a very good example of what Nintendo and Intelligent Systems have done to take a game from the NES and bring it to the current, you know, the current system because there's so many ways that you can tell a story and have cutscenes, and the fact that they're they're filling in pieces of the story through these little flashback memory things is is just a really really cool thing i i really liked it um for the most part i I hope that i i hope there are a lot more but i get the feeling that they're very rare and i also hope that they're not very missable because i would hate to have to like pixel hunt for every one of these.
1: Yeah, I think I might have found a second memory prism somewhere, but I don't remember for sure where, Um, but yeah, they are, they are around. Um, I don't remember how missable they are. I think I recall in my first playthrough that they weren't that hard to find. Uh, There might've been some, if you don't explore things fully to one way, you might somehow miss. Like if you don't go into one of the side rooms in a cast in a castle type thing, right? Uh, but yeah.
0: I, I guess I'll so, I'll see about it. But um, do we want to go? Do we want to go over the new characters that get introduced to the, in this act?
1: Uh, sure, we can quickly go over them. Uh, the main characters, the ones that are automatically recruited or you have to recruit, are Clive from Almside, um, and. Clive has two optional characters with him, Python and Forsyth. After you recruit Clive uh, within Deliverance uh, Hideout, if you talk to him, you can recruit those two. Um, Then you go to Celica's route. Um, You get Celica. May and Bowie automatically come with you. And if you talk to Jenny before you leave, you uh, will recruit her, Mm -hmm. um, which I don't see why you wouldn't, because she's an early healer and it would can be useful, especially at low levels. Um, then, like I mentioned, when you get to town, um, they won't let you continue on until you recruit Saber. Uh, at the Pirate King's Castle, after you complete that, you have the chance to recruit Valbar, Leon, and Kamui. Um, Leon and Kamui will not join you until you, unless you recruit Valbar. Yeah. Um, you had commented that, like... Uh, is there, um, you know, any reason to leave anyone behind? Yeah. Uh, the only reason I can think of to leave anyone behind at this point is that you want to make it really hard on yourself. Like I said, Jenny's a healer there, so I mean, in in the first act, if you wanted to give Selica um, an extra character or two, you could have left Cliff, Cliff or Faye behind
0: hmm. and
1: recruited them when you got to the other side of the map at the end of act 2 before entering the castle. Okay. So,
0: another couple characters that pop up that I, I wanted to you know before we jump into the you know the main characters that travel with Selica, I I wanted to ask you uh we get some returning characters from from another game which is Katria and Paula and they're not recruitable yes. at this point, right? They're looking for their sister Est. Yes. And they're from Mystery of the Emblem, is that correct?
1: Uh, well, technically at this point they would be from Shadow Dragon because this game came out between uh, Shadow Dragon and the... Or, wait, I, I forget what the original name for the original game was. Uh, but they were in the very first game, the Marth game. Um, then they come in here and then they return back to uh, Arcanea. I believe is how they pronounce it, um, for the final uh, Mystery of the Emblem when that comes out. This takes place between, uh, the I think it's like Dark Dragon and the Emblem of Light or something like that. Uh, Whatever the very first ever released Fire Emblem game was with Marth and company. Uh, I believe they were like sort of enemies. Um, Minerva is a character that... uh, is with the enemies, but against her will. And -hmm. you can recruit uh, all three of these characters, I believe. Uh, They are the only characters you can recruit in all three of the Arcania series of games, which this technically falls into as a kind of side story in that world. So this is after the very first game, but before the third game. Okay, interesting.
0: Yeah, and, and I did want to say that, you know, May, when she's introduced, she is my favorite of the whole game in terms of her, you know, spunky attitude, her voice acting, like, her lines. Uh, she has this great line that I love, and I'll, I'll, I can never reproduce it, but it, you, I think you move her into combat and she's like, let's go, I'm pumped. Or It's just, it's, she's really <laughs> great, and... I don't know if there was any flack for her voice acting, but if anyone has an issue with, if anyone had an issue with May, it's like, oh, come on guys. She's a blast. I don't know how anybody oh, yeah. could not,
1: not like her. And I, I love, I love her and Bowie's interaction. Cause it's pretty clear that both of them feel the same way about each other, but you know, they either don't realize or are too afraid to admit it mm-hmm. to each other.
0: Yeah. You know? and, and I've gotten the first support uh, conversation between May and Selica that Where she kind of, she alludes, she doesn't allude to who it is, but she alludes to the fact that like, oh, should I be, you know, should I be like a lady to be, you know, should I be prim and proper? (laughs) I wonder how much of this kind of, uh, comes over from the original game.
1: Yeah, I don't know how much actual dialogue there was in the original game, because it was very early on. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure the support conversations are completely new. Um, and there are other characters that are completely new, um. We're not in the original. I don't know if there are any on Celica's route, but I know Faye's completely new. Um, Fernand, I believe, is completely new. As is um, Burkut and uh, his girlfriend Renea, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I think there's one or two other new ones in here, but. And you know, but there are some characters that were completely new for this.
0: Yeah, no, oh yeah, they've done a lot to this game to to bring it up from from the original, but uh you have noted here the some interactions between Leon and Valbar are quite interesting.
1: Yeah, cuz Leon is uh kind of similar to um Faye but not as heartbreaking because, you know, it's Leon is madly in love with Valbar and in case you weren't aware, both are male characters. And Valbar is, you know, he's avenging his wife and children, so, and is completely oblivious to the fact that Leon is ma- is, you know, madly in love with him. <laughs> yeah, which and, makes for some fun.
0: And and Leon's like he's madly in love with him, but he's he's fine if if Valbar doesn't understand. Like Leon's pretty much like
1: yeah, um, I'm cool. That that's why I said Faze seems more tragic because she seems. Her whole life is, uh, Alm and wanting Alm to acknowledge and be in love with her, and as she is with him, it feels. Where Leon is madly in love with Valbar, but he is quite—he looks like he seems like he would be quite happy just being around him, not even if the other, even if Valbar never returns his affection. Mm-hmm. Whereas Faye feels like she, desperately, madly is. Pained that Alm is not re- reciprocating,
0: yeah, oh. her
1: feelings. Right. Leon is quite fine if Valbar never reciprocates his feelings because, you know, I guess Leon is secure in who he is and who Valbar is. That he's quite happy just being around him. No, that's a good you point. Know?
0: Are there any other characters you wanted to go over from this act that uh, got that popped up?
1: Um, I mean, uh, Jedi is creepy like i mentioned earlier um, mm-hmm. other than that not that much that was that important uh to say in slate or slimy disgusting worms we get mystery uh
0: mystery night in this one which saves oh Salica yes a we do times. get
1: mystery night at the end mm-hmm. who is it feels to me and it felt to me the first time quite obvious who this is yeah like there's some connection
0: i mean obviously we've played a bit further uh personally when the game came out so we won't spoil it until we get to it but he feels to have some sort of special connection to celica in some manner uh but we will not go further than that um as for differences between our play styles did we leave any characters behind i'm pretty sure we recruited everyone but the main optional thing that we could have skipped over was the Seabound Shrine, uh, the only dungeon on this act. I ended up visiting all the spots. I recruited everyone. and But man, that Seabound Shrine, those two dragons, there are two necro-dragons, and there's a specific spell that one of your characters will say, hey, if we don't have this, we shouldn't go here. And I didn't have it, so I went, but I went to the shrine anyways, and I, I used Jenny's sort of infuse spell to kind of pull up some... Some doppelgangers to take some hits. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's it's a real first true test of your tactics to keep your, you know, your more your your more vulnerable heroes behind and behind your lines and kind of play interference with this huge dragon. Uh, oh and yeah. It was tough. Not an easy fight.
1: Oh no, especially if you don't have the spell from Selica. It is a very tough fight because. Mm-hmm the Necro Dragon has high defense and you know i think even high resistance so even except to that special spell yeah so. i'm trying
0: to remember what it's called but i'm pretty sure i unlocked seraphim. it like, yeah seraphim i'm pretty sure i unlocked it like right after this map and i was like darn it
1: yeah so celica so gets it at level five so
0: which is you certainly possible. To
1: level five. I mean, I think uh, May eventually gets it, but you gotta get her almost to her um, advance point, you know, so.
0: Yeah, so if anyone is playing catch-up, has fallen behind in this game club, and you're listening to this now, make sure that you get Celica to level five to unlock that spell to make this map a little easier. Although Volbar it can take pretty much infinite hits from these dragons, surprisingly, like he he is a very high defense stat and and i guess well
1: yep that is what knights are for they're meant to be high defense yeah uh, get... they're essentially armored units from heroes where mm-hmm. you know high defense but lower mobility
0: well i just figured that volbar the dragon's breath would be more of a magical spell and volbar just is paper when it comes to magic
1: true i think just about everyone in the most everyone in the game is paper when it comes to magic uh, resistance is a very rare stat in this game it seems
0: yeah which made for that one map with uh i think it was the fifth pirate ship it was all of those like magicians and i it yeah i got some game overs on that one and and it was mostly uh-huh. celica getting hit um speaking of which the turn wheel you get a couple cogs in act two to make it a little easier to rewind time however if yes. celica gets hit uh you are forced to start from game the over
1: point. no matter what
0: yeah, which I wish it would just it would just say, "Hey, Salica died. We're gonna make you rewind." You know, that's all you really need. You don't need yeah. to send me to the home screen. But I don't know. That's nitpicky, I suppose.
1: Yeah, um, I got through it a lot quicker, so I was a lot higher level with a lot more characters mm-hmm. at that point. So it it was less of a fight for me, and also I think I had at least Saber as a dread fighter at that point. Who oh, gets wow. like half magic damage and a resistance boost as part of his base class skills? Mm-hmm. So that was a bit easier for me, but I haven't had I
0: haven't had time to grind. Um, although I know it's it's one of the things people have mentioned about this game that grinding certainly makes it easier and is kind of needed as you continue into the further acts. But uh, I once again, like I said crazy couple weeks so i played last night and then finished up this morning Uh, i do plan on being better with my homework because i know as we enter Act three the battles are going to get tougher and there's a lot more to get through in order to stop at a decent story point for discussions here but uh eddie you were great enough to kind of figure out a good half step for next week or next time on game club
1: Yep, uh, essentially uh, for next time we're going to take Alm all the way up to Desay's castle. Um, Celica's path has a optional side quest. Um, I don't know if not doing the side quest will affect some of the characters in your game or not. Um, but uh, essentially uh, there's a desert with uh, Grief who was mentioned in Act 1. Uh, the thief king or whatever out in the desert. Yeah, who's been kidnapping people. He gets uh, name so, dropped
0: in this act for sure.
1: Yep. So essentially, we'll be taking Selica to the mountain village, which is like the after the second battle. Uh, but with the uh, half step that if you just if you have the time or decide to go fight Greeth, uh, you do that in this act or in this week this. Yeah, this two-week se- session. The next period. part
0: of Game Club, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, and that's where we'll be stopping for both of them. Uh, the following week, we'll be focusing on diving through the dungeons that they have there and finishing up Act 3. Cool. But for now, we're going to just go up to the Sage Castle, which seems a lot further. I mean, really, for me, the main thing I wanted was for both characters to be able to get to the blacksmith. Um, Like I said, I've been kind of power leveling to a degree. Um, And one of the things I did is because I have purchased all the DLC, I um, went into some of the DLC maps and my alms army at least has no storage space in his inventory. So being able to sell off some of this stuff and clear the rust off of some of these items to potentially use them would be useful. Okay. Okay
0: well that sounds good and should give us some extra mechanics to talk about uh on the next game club now uh no topic this week but we are going to move straight into a a short speculation corner and eddie you have some thoughts on a couple topics here
1: well the first one i wanted to cover is that i was looking at the um story chapters i meant to mention it last time uh but um In the previous set of story chapters, they indicated that they were taking Veronica to Spell with them to sacrifice her as part of the Ritual of Flame. In the most recent chapter, when we kill Surtur, we find out that um, sort of through the enemy talks, but as it should have been kind of obvious, is that after we kill him, he gets resurrected because they have completed the Ritual of Flame. Mm -hmm. So... Does this mean they killed Veronica off, off screen? I mean, one
0: can make that. She was that.
1: supposed to be the sacrifice for the debate the ritual. It has been. And, oh, is Xander dead? Canonically, or... um, Xander, hero from alternate reality. I don't know how big his death would be, but um, from what I recall, Xander was told to stay in uh Embla. Whether he chased after her or not, we don't know, but he was. Uh, she told him to stay in Embla. Oh, I see. When she went to, when, you know, she acquiesced to going to Muspell with them. Hmm. Okay. Well, you that's know, interesting. Xander wanted to go, but she told him to stay, which is why I was thinking that Xander might have been uh, in place of uh, the hero that we got last month, uh, yeah. Ryoma. You know, oh, right. I was thinking, with with this story, instead of going straight to Muspel, we go to uh, Embla because at last we knew that's where Serta was. Then we bump into Xander, who then becomes a legendary hero. You know, <laughs> which is why my original thought was Xander instead of
0: Ryoma. Yeah, and then we yeah we didn't get Xander. So yeah, if she did die off screen, I mean, it seems pretty unlikely that they would kill off a character i mean i think if they did someone was someone was sacrificed for the right of flame that that has been established that, that that had to happen
1: is according to what is required according to the game for the right of flame to work <laughs> someone had to be sacrificed the only possible the other possibility i can think of is either um if as we suspect uh weird little sister is not weird little sister I can't remember her his name yogur or whatever or her name uh maybe she was sacrificed or maybe the guy who failed to defeat him was sacrificed if he somehow survived but it kind of felt like they were saying that we actually killed him so yeah, yeah.
0: well i i I for one hope that uh that she isn't dead, especially since she's going to be
1: offered as a choose your legend uh, hero. Um, but like, like always, and as they established with the um, uh, with the spring Alphonse and spring Serena, there are alternate versions of this world, just like there are alternate versions of every other world. So the brave Veronica, or whatever, will not necessarily does not have to be from this world, per se. Now, I don't want her dead, because I would, not you know, I do kind of like her, and I like the underpinnings, underpinnings that it is Asker versus Embla. I, mean, I fully believe Loki's going to, you know, once we finally, I'm guessing we're going to eventually finally defeat uh, Muspel and Surtur, and once we do that, I believe Loki's going to run off and uh, recruit others. Mm-hmm. You know. But. Yeah, uh,
0: I think that uh, I, I think that if if something happened to Veronica off screen, we will get an answer to Veronica's you know status in in the next story chapter. Which, unfortunately, d- looking at sort of the way special banners work, and correct me if I'm wrong, because we I, I might you might be able to answer this right now, but we won't get another story chapter until there's an, a just a banner, not a special banner, but a hero banner. Is there a hero banner coming up?
1: Well, based on what, um, based on what IS has done since the start of Book Two, story chapters are normal heroes. Special heroes are paralogues. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you are correct that if they follow their pattern, we will not get another banner until at least mid-July or another story chapter until at least mid-July. Long time to wait for
0: Veronica fans. Uh, That is a tough one.
1: Yeah, and speaking of the special banners, my other thought, speculation, was uh, we have a special banner coming up on June 21st when the other banners end. If that is not a summer banner, as we speculated it might be last week, what do you think it could be?
0: If it wasn't a summer banner... Hmm, what could it be? Well, there's nothing really crazy going on this summer in terms of like if there's a summer Olympics you could do like a game a summer games type thing. Summer (laughs) summer's so easy, and that's why I think this is an interesting exercise, uh, because it would it would give intelligent systems an opportunity to try something new, but honestly, I can't think of anything too crazy.
1: Assuming they don't decide to double up on the bridal banners or do a groom banner, um, the only other thought I could possibly come up with is that maybe it's a special E3 banner mm. with the main characters we found from uh, Three Houses. Right. Um, you know, Edelgard, Byleth, and two that I missed last week uh, when I was scrubbing through, Dimitri and Cloud, or Claude. Um, who seem to be, uh, Edelgard, Dimitri, and Claude seem, are there was a website that mentioned those are the three main characters, and Byleth appears to be uh, probably the, like I thought, because turn is the green-haired, black-armored character, uh, is probably the Avatar character. So, I mean, And while it feels odd to give them special units before they are actually released, it could be a situation of either they just felt the E3 announcement was enough to do it, or that they will be only special heroes until next spring when the game actually comes out where they will enter the regular pool at that point.
0: I wonder if they would do that. I mean, honestly, it'd be easy for me to say, like, no way. There's no way there's going to be any heroes coming until until the game comes out. But that just seems like
1: like a like me being mean i i think that I mean, and yeah i i agree that it feels like a bit of a stretch it was just the thought of what could it be that they're doing two special banners in a row that are not even like they did last year where like with the bridal banner as soon as one ended they started the next one you know last year with the summer banners they waited till The first Summer Banner had like two days left before they started the second Summer Banner. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, I, I for one, hope... You know, I never really thought about it. I just assumed it would be a Summer Banner. But now I'm thinking maybe you're right. It would be nice to get something a little different. Although last week on Tuesday's episode when we talked about the Summer Banners, I was kind of excited about getting some more Summer Heroes in here. Because it is summer, and, and and if I'm not able
1: to go well, outside because I'm working, it'd be nice I'm to have it definitely excited for. I'm definitely excited for them to give me my Summer Lissa. True. But um, last year, the Summer banners were July 1st and August 1st, or July 30th, or whatever. So, we're, so we are thinking, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, with 100% certainty, the July one is going to be a Summer banner. It's just... Will they start the summer banner early on June 21st and have them overlapping more, unlike last year? Or will they be doing, you know, like I have suggested, one that, uh, like, three three or four summer banners if this first one is a summer banner. Or I was just wondering, could they maybe be doing something else? And, yeah, I agree that the E3 suggestion is a bit of a stretch, but it could be a way to hype up the game a bit especially since it from what i can see they did said nothing other than the trailer they didn't even talk about it in the treehouse
0: yeah stuff it would be nice to see something come of it and and hopefully hopefully we get more three houses news sooner rather than later but um you did pull together as much information as you could since our last episode we did say we would touch back on fire emblem three houses if there was anything new as we head into the out gate, what do you got for us on the new? Uh, well,
1: as I mentioned, um, there are those who did far more deep diving on the trailers than me and found, uh, caught Dimitri and Claude's names. Um, and with, uh, Edelgard, they are considered the three main characters that was based on a Japanese website, um, that discussed them. Um, each, uh, I didn't jot down their full names here. Uh, They did give full names for them. Um, And their full names also indicate that they are part of the uh, three main countries, Mm -hmm. which are Leicester or Leicester. Leicester Or Leicester, I I don't know. It definitely seems to be more of an England-type setting, uh, especially with the second name being Fergus, which definitely sounds Scottish. And Adrastea or Adrastria. Um, as I mentioned, Byleth, the black armor with green hair character, uh, does, is speculated to be, and does seem to be, the Avatar character. Because who has Um, natural green hair, right? Well, the green hair would be changeable like the, or would potentially be changeable like the other ones, and natural green hair is a common thing in Fire Emblem games. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Gordon and any number of other green-haired characters. Mm -hmm. Um... Uh, he does appear to be their teacher, so maybe it'll start with a... Because uh, as the indications from the voiceover and the thing, it sounds like it starts where you're teaching characters. Uh, so like some of those early battles might be mock battles. Um, and uh, with the ca- avatar being the teacher of the characters, uh, it avoids you know, worrying that I name him Drowfear and you name him... Merpan or whatever it just calls them teacher yeah it allows them to do full voice acting while having an avatar character true
0: because i guess before when you named your characters it was just they didn't say your name
1: yeah they didn't have full voice acting and it does feel like they're doing full voice acting in this so
0: at least natural like natural voice acting for sure
1: yeah um it was playing on Discord that the um how the Japanese subtitle uh gets to the English subtitle. Um let me pull something up quickly because uh the original thing I said the it gives you the Japanese wording and then says it can be read as this mm-hmm. uh as four seasons. Um according to opera if you run it through Opera seven oh seven, if you run it through um, Google Translate, or Void said he ran it through Google Translate, it got a translation of either Flower, Snow, Moon, or Snow and Flowers. Uh, Opera had heard the name is Snow Moon, uh, as opposed to Four Seasons. All of them are um, a reference. Uh, seem to be a reference of a poem uh, that uses Actually, only actually uses the three characters known as snow, moon, and flowers, uh, something that appears in Japanese art, history, and media. Also refers to colors that the characters match. And there's a fourth character in the poem, Wind, as a wild card, which they suspect Byleth or the Avatar would be. So this poem is how they figure uh, four seasons, or snow, moon, and flowers, or snow, moon, uh, trans becomes three houses on the in the west. Hmm. Interesting. So, well, it is always yeah. neat to see how they come
0: to these conclusions. As I I know probably for a fact that I, I can safely assume that they come up with the Japanese name first, and then and then they would localize it. So. Um,
1: yep, and there is still more that was found in those deep dives, but I didn't want to take up too much time with it, so I'll probably put those in for next week so we have can discuss it over a couple weeks cool
0: that sounds great i I think yeah because we don't have concrete details on three houses and i don't imagine we'll get concrete details until lucky the fall maybe closer to the winter Uh, i'm sure the next nintendo the proper nintendo direct in the fall or winter will winter will touch on the new fire emblem now that it's been unveiled but i don't think we should Um, hold our breath
1: yeah, it's entirely possible. Uh, we won't see much of much anything until uh, spring, because it does seem that Nintendo has been trying to keep their directs to things that, in theory, should be coming out within before the next Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Or they... this, yeah. some of them. It might be a case of if it's big enough, they'll discuss it a little bit, but not much, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: So. It could, and, you know, the, they might have only included it in the E3 Direct because it was supposed to be a, uh, well, a couple of reasons. It was supposed to be a 2018 game, but also the fact that it will launch before next year's E3 is also another safe well, and bet.
1: That's, and also, like, E3's Direct is a little different in that it is more things that are coming out before next E3, mm-hmm. I feel. Yeah. You know, which, in theory, it should be hopefully coming out before next E3. <laughs> I
0: certainly hope so, and before we end this episode, we did get some listener feedback from good old Adam Hall on our website, commenting on episode 19, congratulations to Ryan for finally pronouncing Bridal Blessings correctly on this episode, still loving the podcast, keep up the good work. Now, I gotta ask, not sure what he means, Is he? does he mean that I just didn't have the banner name right, or am I saying Bridal Blessings wrong? Because
1: it is an alliteration, it can be a little tough, a little tongue-tiey. Um, I honestly don't know. It's possible that in a previous episode you had tried to say it and just got tongue-tied by it. Mm. It's tough, but uh, but but also the fact that there
0: are a couple of these bridal banners that uh, I just kind of lumped them all to- together in my head because they both end at the same date. But yes, thank you, Adam, for your for your kind words. I will do my and that's why I was kind of trying my darndest when we were talking about the banners to to make sure I was properly speaking to the banners i'm sure adam's just giving me a hard time i appreciate you listening we all appreciate the awesome feedback if you want to let us know what you think about the show we'll run down how you can do that but before that eddie i always throw it to you for final words even if you don't have anything written here anything else you want to let the fine listeners know before we jet uh
1: no no final words this week been slacking on that the past couple weeks and with the game club what i've been doing for the final words mate is a bit more complicated but mm. nothing this week
0: well if you want to go find us on the website gamersinpodcast.com slash fay. that's f-e-h email the show fay at gamersinpodcast.com let us know what you think about shadows of valentia and three houses for that matter Check out the Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers In Discord over at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at rmurphy, Eddie at dralfir, that's D-R-A-L-F-I-R. And don't forget to follow at the Gamers Inn for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning.